Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for a special edition of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. We have uh, two of my favorite stand-up comics, two of my favorite people, up and coming. I'll, I'll dare I say, youngsters to show my age. Um, two of the uh, you know funniest fucking guys, and I really got to know them last summer when I was out uh, doing that movie with Pete Davidson and them. These guys were just killing it every night, and they have an absolutely amazing podcast that is now on the All Things Comedy Network, History Hyenas. Please welcome Giannis Pappas and Chris Stefano. What's going on, guys? What's going on? What's going on, Bill? How you How doing, you doing Billy? Billy? Billy. I just want to say, start this podcast saying, fuck Mayor de Blasio, you're ruining New York City. Yeah, you know what? Fuck de Blasio. Fuck COVID. It's not real. Let's get back out there. Why is it not real? Because, listen, I'm no scientist, but here's the deal. We've come to the conclusion through our research that it was created by Nancy Pelosi, and that's just what it was. It, it, she made it, and she's been throwing it out there, and it's time to vote to the right. You guys are hilarious. I just like how that whole point started with because, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Why is well, that? Well, you know because what it is? listen, she created it. That's what it is. I feel like the, the only positive thing for me is that when it hit in March, I was in the absolute throes of a fucking sex addiction. And I think that COVID showed up to my body and was like, there's no room here. I think it's just saw too many. It was like, now nah, this guy's got things. He's fired up with chlamydia and God knows what else. So let's just move on. And I beat it. You, did you have it? No, I never had it. But I never had the antibodies and I never had... Corona, you know, I don't know. And we, we, none of us, none of us ever had it here. It's like no. everybody just knows. And we're in New York City. Yeah. So we don't, I don't know. I think, you know what it is when you live in New York City, uh, the immune system gets so strong. If you, if you're from here, like me and Chris, that we've eaten so many foods that have rat piss in them and rash shit in them. Yeah. That like COVID can't stand a chance next to the types of diseases that rats have thrown in our body. All right. That's the first time you've blown New York. We're only two minutes in. Two minutes yeah. in, I was Something about to about say. Food yeah, I noticed that there was an uptick in cases in Boston. Yeah. I'm just saying. You fucking fairy. The, the fucking socks. Yeah, also even, the love I, of the I, Yankees. You know what's so funny? All right, we got to go back here. What's so funny about that is I have no idea what's going on in Boston. And if I, I don't want to quote somebody's stand-up special, but I believe, Giannis, you, did a, you took time out of your stand-up special to do a whole bit about how much you and New Yorkers don't care about Boston or pay attention. And I got, I don't know, be it sports or a pandemic, you seem to be, I, I think these last 20 years really hurt you. Well, you know, when, ever since we moved the Capitol, we are the history hyenas from New York to Washington. We've always been a little jealous of Boston because, you know, you guys really started the country. So that's what it is. But you can watch my special. It's called Blowing the Light. It's on YouTube. And Bill Burr gives it the thumbs up, even though he hasn't watched it. What is, yeah. I just watched the clips. Now, wait a minute. I, don't th I, thought it was, I thought the country started in Virginia. I don't, you know, we just, we, we for us, history is secondary. What's first is that <laughs> just we, 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 we speak to the woke people in the world. That's our top priority is that what we say is right. 
And it doesn't have to be factually right in history, but it has to be morally right. Bill, the only reason I even brought up New York versus Boston is because I'm just trying to get things flowing on the algorithm. I was just thinking that maybe it'll be some type of New York-Boston clip that we post. I just want to get the fucking on the algorithm's good side on this fucking goddamn... The gatekeeper used to be whomever from Montreal Comedy Festival. Now it's some nerd in India on who's going to fucking say which clips are going to put to the algorithm and try to get some waves from you or Joe Rogan. That's just the way it works now. You blew what, is the al- well, I don't, I don't, what, what is the algorithm? I mean, the algorithm you- uh, on YouTube. What the algorithm's going to decide what clips and shows to to show to viewers that aren't your fans if it looks like you know something that's interesting or gets a lot of views or similar to your audience or Joe Rogan's audience or Tim Dillon's audience, Andrew Schultz's audience. Don't talk about the algorithm. That's probably the number one rule. And you're not supposed to curse in the first five minutes. And I opened up by saying, fuck the Red Sox. So I'm an idiot. I apologize to the algorithm. Yeah. Well, you must be happy about the Red Sox. I, I don't think we have enough roided up free agents this year. We're going to have to rebuild, get rid of some. I haven't, I haven't watched baseball. I can't get, I haven't gotten into this. I couldn't, even the Islanders. I'm a big Islanders fan. They're going to probably go to the Stanley Cup. The NHL has been great. I just can't for me, man. I don't know why. It's just not having the fans there. Everything seems like preseason. Everything seems like exhibition. And I realized that I played sports my whole life. And I, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, do I not love sports? Because if I can't watch it without the fans, what? Why was I even watching it to begin with? I think I used to just do it because it's what my dad would make me do. And now he moved to Florida and has he's on fucking dialysis. So who knows? He's he's unconscious half the time yeah but he's got so a little watch it he's got a little bit of your money so he's got some money to play around with my dad's got some juice on the games yeah it's what it is did that guy uh did he force you to play sports you think he did that that's the that was the thing like my mother would always say when i was a kid she was like you know tony he doesn't want to play and then he would be like you know my dad would just be like no he does want to play and i'd be like i really don't want to play and he's like you're gonna fucking play and then i would just play you know <laughs> basketball and baseball and i remember one i mean like there was no i remember one time i got hit by a pitch we were playing baseball. I got hit by a pitch. I was like 11 years old. I was crying at home plate. I just wanted someone to comfort me. And my dad just fucking, you know, coaching the game, walks out, and he's like rubbing my back. You know, he's like, you got to stop crying. You're fucking embarrassing me. I'm like, my back hurts. I don't want to play the game. He's like, are you really going to be this? The name on the back of your jersey, you're embarrassing me. He was like, I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait to get home because I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And then I was just, you know, it never happened, but I was just – yeah, I think for so much of my life, I just played sports because my dad, you know, would just you make set me some do sort it. Of like Division two scoring record career. Yeah, I'm the all time yeah. leading scorer in my college, and I never wanted to play the game, but I would just still shoot a thousand jump shots every day, just play, you know, baseball, basketball. It was just because I wanted my dad to be proud of me, and uh, you know, and yeah, I guess at, at the point, end he kind of was. Did you- did you look back after your playing career and be like, what the hell was that? Or was it while you were doing it, um, like the last six months, did you realize, like, I got to stop doing this because this wasn't my dream? I think that it's just, we were talking about before, uh, about like addictions and stuff like that. I think that it's just, all I've done my whole life is just change addictions that I've had. Like, First, it was basketball and sports because my dad was like, this is what you want to do. And I was like, I want my dad to love me. I want my dad to be proud of me. I'm addicted to that because he left and my family was divorced. And I'm like, this will make dad proud. A thousand jump shots. And then boom, basketball accolades, accolades, accolades. And then it stops. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. So then it turned to uh, getting my mother's love because my mother would say, I remember my mother said to me once when I was 21, she was like, you know, I feel like you do everything for your father and you won't do anything for me. She's like, I feel like you're such a smart 
kid and you've never applied yourself academically and that's all I ever wanted and, and all you ever did was prove stuff to your dad. So then I fucking got into graduate school and got a doctorate degree and got a doctorate in physical therapy because I swear to God, I did it for my mother. I just was like putting my head down and doing it, doing it, doing it. And then I'm doing physical therapy for a year and I said, fuck this. I don't want to do this. I want to do something for me. And then I went to the Gotham Comedy Club open mic and then I've just been doing this ever since. So I think I've just changing addictions and then eventually this will probably peter out and I don't know what I'll get addicted to. I was going to say what Giannis this. needs to do is now put pressure on you to become the greatest co-host in the short time of podcasting history, and then you'll 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 achieve that too. You don't just oh trust me. The Andre Agassi book. Did you ever read that? Open. I no, I never read the Andre Agassi book. No, I've never read it. But it, but Andrew looks like a Greek story. tennis player from Australia. <laughs> what Agassi say? He, he, read, he wrote this book where he talked about he never wanted to play tennis. His dad, this is so fucking crazy. His dad decided he was going to play tennis and he just made him go out and practice. He was crying, didn't want to do it. And it's just amazing the will of that guy and him keeping him on playing. He, he's one of the few guys he won a grand slam on all three different surfaces. Never wanted to play. You might want to check that out. He also smoked a little crack, right? He was did. He, he was on crack. He did smoke a little crack. I don't think that's true. No, he, de- he I, for did. For sure. He was because I, re- I was a ball boy at the U.S. Open. All the, all the jobs, all the jobs for like the Queens dirtbag kids. fucking with me now? He's on crack. No, Dude, I swear to God. No, he smoked story, crack. Bro. So did no, uh, smoked crack. Jennifer Capriati smoked crack They're too. Fucking- I smoked crack with her. So, so when I was a ball boy at the U.S. Open, and, you know, like everybody else, like Wimbledon and the French Roland Garros, they'll all get like elite kids, like diplomats' kids to be the ball boys and ball girls and court attendants. But Queen, in, uh, in the U.S. Open, it's just they get dirt bags from Queens. So they went to, you know, my neighborhood, Middle Village, Ridgewood, Glendale. They just got all these kids that were just, you know, and we didn't understand really the sport at all. Like we're just cursing and we, we're, we're not being quiet while they're volleying the ball back and forth. We, nobody fucking knows. We're like, oh, tennis, this is gay. Like we'd be like, oh, we, we're watching these gay guys here. play. Andre yeah. did not smoke crack, by the way. Uh, he smoked crystal meth. Crystal That's meth. That's what it was. All right. Giannis, how many times yeah. did you smoke crack with Jennifer Capriati? A couple of times. It was Fuck, about 90. The greatest 90. Joke. If you said once, I'd be like, you know why that was? Because you can't keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> why are you spilling the beads on her uh because you know i mean the I, that was like big news and then she came back and she won the u.s open after smoking crack i mean wait was it that big should news be that smoked with you or big news that she smoked no she i was just joking i never smoked with her i didn't have the honor i never had the honor of smoking with her um but i did have some friends who knew her mm-hmm. who had the honor of smoking with her True story. Right. And yeah, I'm for a while, she just... Your podcast. I get your podcast now. Okay. True story. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't... We don't tell the truth at all. What, yeah. What? I mean, we're, we're just... We're two gay kids trapped in straight bodies who love history, but don't talk about history. That's our podcast. That is yeah. definitely a unique niche. But the, 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 the thing I was saying with... Um, <laughs> with interesting. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> with Agassi, with... So when we I were, love the way you just said that Agassi. Yeah, and, Andre with Agassi. Agassi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we um it's just fu- it's a funny thing because it's like listen it was two thousand one so you could just say what you could say and it just wasn't a problem but 
you know, when 9-11 happened, we were all court attendants there and ball boys and, you know, all my friends I'm still friends with today, they're all fucking firemen and cops now. But after it was Agassi versus Sampras and it was in, in you know, right after 9-11 when they finished the U.S. Open, it was this insane rainstorm. So we had to ground school. We would have to clean up the rain and do all that and, you know, dry the courts and all that. So we were underneath the tunnel while the Zambonis were out there drying and, you know, 9-11 had just happened and Agassi asked that he was volleying. They were, him and Pete Sampras were just volleying the ball back and forth while me and our, you know, all my other friends that I'm still friends with are just sitting down there. We got nothing to do. And then they asked us, Andre Agassi asked us, he was like, what, did any of you guys, anything happen to any of your families in, in you know, in the terrorist attack? And then he, he him and Pete Sampras were sitting down on their rackets, listening to me and my friend Pat and a couple oh. other guys talk about 9-11 and all that. And then one of my friends, he was like, to Andre Agassi, because it's just what, you know, again, it was 2001, we were 17. He goes, you're a good guy, Andre. He's like, we used to call you Andre Fogacy, but you're a pretty good guy. And then oh, Andre no. just laughed. Uh, yeah, he just laughed. He was like, I've never heard that one. And I was like, you've probably heard that one. Kid had a sick mullet for a little while. Yeah, and he used to wear the dangling earring, yeah. but he wasn't wearing it that day. And this is when he was bald, Andre Agassi. Yeah. It was a pretty oh, cool you moment. Got, you got you to read that when he was starting to lose his hair. He had a little piece that he would wear, and he actually <laughs> lost – I think he lost a big game, um, tournament because he was concerned he was sweating so much that it was going to slide off his head. That's <laughs> what he was dealing with. It's just like he can't seem to get that first serve out of the net. <laughs> and he was dealing with, I'm telling you, dude, it's, it's a, uh, it's an incredible, um, it's an incredible read. And as my listeners, I'm going to read it. I don't, reader. I don't think there's anything funnier, um, than a hair piece. Right. I don't think I, there's it, anything f funnier than thinking of a guy taking his, his hair piece off and putting it on a statue next to his bed and laying his self down to sleep. I just can't imagine. There's a couple of things. One, how hot it is. I just would feel like it's wearing like a woolen hat all the time. It's like, like you're just feeling your, your scalp being sweaty. And then also, God forbid, if you're single and you're wearing a piece and you meet some woman and you have feelings and you can't have any secrets, at what point do you fucking lift that thing off? Dude, Bill, it happened to my father. My father married my stepmom. They're still married to this day. Had no idea. It was three weeks after they were married. She said, I have something to confess to you. And she pulled her hair off and she has a wig. She's got a piece? She's got a piece. I used to put her wig on when I was a little kid and, make, and do jump shots and call myself Grandma Ma because with Larry Johnson commercials were out. She had one? She pulled her hair off. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Wow. I, nobody... Nobody knew. And then I remember my uncle, my uncle, who's dead now, you know, I was fucking horrible thing, but he just would do these things for laughs because he's a psychopath. But I pull and it was horrible to even think about this now. But as an adult, but when I was a kid, I was just doing what my uncle said to do. I pulled her wig off on Thanksgiving dinner and ran down the block with it. That she's like a pioneer for women. With he told me to do that. He was yeah. like, It'll be funny. It'll be funny. What did she do? Oh, she was mortified mortified and you know was had you know resentment towards me for years that's just recently you know opened up to kindness and love <laughs> since i had my kid now she's happy and she forgot about it but i was i didn't know i was a little kid i was being told what to do she's got to be some sort of pioneer for women i didn't even know women would could have a hairpiece yeah and it's a nice thing it's a nice it's sometimes you know my mom when they would get in an argument she'd bring it up you know yeah she just yeah. fucking make little jokes oh. about the your wigs. mom's always got brutal. that over her yeah oh it's brutal yeah yeah that's why you can't you can't do it you just kind of you gotta just shave the head 
get shit for two weeks, and then people can't remember what you look like with hair, and then it's over. But if you start, yeah. you know, walking around it's with shit. that, the skeleton's it's funny not even in the closet, sitting on when top did you of your head. When did you just shave it, Bill? How old were you when you just shaved the like, head? How far back was the hair was the hairline going? How how much was it Fat Joe's song Lean Back before we like, you know what? Let me just give into this. Well, that's a hip hop reference, so I don't I remember that song. Uh no, I, I was losing it in the back. So I still have it in the front. I don't have it here. So So why don't you just go with the Woody Allen with the little landing saucer? You could put a yarmulke over it, maybe. Because I think he already has it. He kind of done that look. <laughs> True. You look good now, dude. You look like a I, fucking why don't emoji. You go with the Hitler stash. I mean, you know, you got, you got the right face for it. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, certain people just, you know, I, I, I don't want to, with, with that guy's baggage, I don't need to be rocking True. the same haircut as him. But if you, you do have a nice round head, like, so it works out nice. You look good. You're one of those guys who look good bald. But if you didn't, if I didn't, if I went bald and my head wasn't as round as yours, I would try a piece. I would try to put a piece well, on Today he's having what a good hair day. Do, they do now is they bring in reinforcements as they're going. So now they like vacuum them out. Dude, I know guys who back in the day, the option, there was before when I was a real little kid, you had those awful like ant legs that literally you'd look at them and you saw like that dot. They were fucking horrible. And then, um, then they came up with a new thing where they, they would cut like, a, uh, like an eighth an inch slice out of the back of your head. And then they would lay it on the fucking table. They'd stitch you back up this way. And then they would drop them in like that. Not even knowing if they were going to work or not. So that you'll see guys my age, so you'll see they have the smiley face scar on the back of their head. That's from a transplant that didn't take. But now, you guys, you spoiled millennials. They can just vacuum them out in the back. No scar. And then drop them in, and you're good to go. And uh, you know we're in show business. We've definitely seen people losing a battle, and all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, they came back and won and won big. Um, <laughs> and it, they and it looks great too. I'm just uh, I'm just not into it. Like I guess I could do that, but um, I I I don't I like. I guess if you if you look like Brad Pitt, I get why doing it. But like, why would I do all of that? Like, I feel like if you look like me, the more you look like a regular guy, the better chance you have at getting work. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I'm gonna get hair plugs at 52 and what? Be the next fucking heartthrob? I'm 52. Yeah. It's fucking over. Right. It's over either way. So that did was you, my it would, Did they? More. Did when when you went into the role in the Apatow movie about Pete? Did they, did they at some point want to put a rug on you or you just went with, with the bald look? No, no. If anything, if anything, they were like, what if we grow it out? I was going to do that. Um, I kind of look at my head like a blank slate. So, like, whatever you, whatever you want to do with it, I don't give a shit. But, like, I'm not going to, uh, you know, acting is one thing. All right? But, like, you're in a movie, whatever, you got to look a certain way, whatever, you know? But, like... Uh, as far as my day-to-day, -day, like, I'm not dealing with <laughs> gluing some shit on my head or taking some shit that's keeping my hair going, but it's crushing my liver. So I'll die at, like, 58 with a nice fucking, you know, healthy head of hair, nice, you know, 
like a damaged liver. I don't. You're I don't the know. best you ever looked. You're the best you ever looked. Now you just guys just get the fucking facial hair with the bald look. That's your look. Because yeah. when you were in your late thirties, you had kind of your hair was it was receding hair. And you were wearing fucking bell bottom jeans. <laughs> you were going out of your you were out of your fucking mind. I was like, this guy's the funniest guy I've ever seen. He looks like a fucking idiot. But why has he got bottom? stars was, on his shoulders? It, it was baggy clothes, and we all wore them, and you wore them too. I know. I'm just kidding. I, I I'm just. I can see you shake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you this. Well, I mean, I, 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 you know, you give me shit, I give it, give it back. That's that's the game. Yeah, take, dude, I'll take all the shit. I'm not asking you to. I'm just telling you what I'm gonna do. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I actually, uh, unfortunately, had a friend of mine pass away the past month. So I went back to look at photos to see what I had, you know, for the memorial and all of that. And I have to tell you. As much shit as the 70s get for clothes, the 90s are the worst. And what kills me right. is I had like a fucking eight-pack stomach. I was shredded. I, I was just... And, and you didn't I show had, it off. And I was wearing like potato sacks. Like, dude, this right here, this little seam here that's supposed to be like right here on your shoulder was like almost down by my elbow. Yeah. It was, it was just... It was the whole fucking, everybody looks like they used to be 300 pounds and did some fad diet and lost like a buck 80. Um, did, what, I saw you flexing friend, there. You got the guns going. We all see him, Chrissy. Say again? I saw you flexing there on that take there, checking out. Yeah, the yeah I, great, dude. you know, no, you know what happened? I got it. <laughs> tries and popping, dude. You're crushing it. I got to chill through the air conditioner and it maybe flets up, but then I did look out. I looked, tried to look at my tattoo, which looks like shit. What, is, what does it say? Uh, this scripture. This I mean, one. This one's my name. My neighborhood on my arm. It says established 1984. The year I was born. Stupid. Then I have scripture on my arm. I got a cross on my back. I look like I'm fighting in a fucking Catholic crusade that doesn't exist. Yeah, he looks like Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> he's got. He's got like fucking scriptures are, all over. Look, guys, you guys are really big on your neighborhoods. Yeah, we love the neighborhoods, and we. I moved out of it immediately. And what's funny is, is all it is is nothing but horrific stories about how shitty it was and what happened. But, like, everybody – I respect that. Yeah. The love of, of the, the uh, dysfunction. Are you guys with the Bay Ridge Boys? Now we're the Bay Ridge Boys, yeah. the Bay Ridge Boys. We made it even more local. We got into show business to make it go even more local. Yeah. Like, what can we think of the most obscure neighborhood to call ourselves? How about Bay Ridge, Brooklyn? There you go. Bill, yeah. did your friend who passed away, did he pass away from COVID? No, no. That's su it sucks to die during a pandemic of something else that's not the disease. <laughs> it's like dying on 9-11, but you fucking weren't in the bill. You got hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. you, don't, you definitely don't get the big press release. Uh, yeah. No, what it is is uh, <laughs> without getting totally into, deal, into the deal, it's just when, uh, you know, you start paying for your sins. Put it I down. get it. Yeah, that, so I, I would suggest all of you guys, especially you, Giannis. I don't know, you're sort of sitting there sagging with that depressed look on your face. You got a lot of weight, a lot of weight between your ears. I would definitely go to a heart. And, a, and between his tits yeah, lately. I've gotten really fat recently, Bill. <laughs> you know, I just, you have such an amazing. Ah, uh, shit, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What happened? We, uh, we, it'll come back. It'll come back. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go yeah I missed that. You were talking about. I just know that. I just know from what I follow you on Twitter that the Bruins won last night. No, they didn't. They lost. 
they, they got bounced out. So you should be happy. That's a, that's a Boston team that didn't win a championship. But you know what? That's what we have in common as Boston and New York guys, as Northeast Corridor guys. Where we're from is a big part of who we are. And that you tweet about Boston sports being a national and a lot of ways international comedian also shows that you're as fucking stupid as we are. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I don't get moving somewhere else and then just being like, well, you know, I, I need a local team here. What's yeah. been hard, uh, what's hard for me <laughs> is that when I moved to New York, it was like the height of the curse of the babe thing. And then I come out to LA and it's always Celtics Lakers and shit like that. And, uh, you know, and then with the whole Astros scandal and then the guy was coaching the Red Sox, we beat the Dodgers. It just becomes like this. I've just been Dude. behind sports enemy lines for so long that recently when I went to a Bruins home game, I, I just couldn't believe that I, I could wear a Bruins T-shirt and not have to have it zipped up and have to, I just, you know, I'm too fucking old to be dealing yeah. with people yelling at me and shit. Like I usually just go like plain clothes. I just show up quietly root for my team and I leave. But um, I am envious that the fact that you guys got to be in show business, stay where you're from and, um, you know, still be able to go to the teams you want to see. But that's also why New Yorkers are such meatheads is you guys never leave. And your perspective of the world is like literally 20 blocks. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, look at the skyline. Look at, Oh, this is amazing. And then when you go, Elsewhere, you act like you're not uncomfortable. You act like it's just a piece of shit and you're above it. But the reality is the second you guys get away from your favorite place to buy your kicks and your fucking pizza, yeah. you get horrifically uncomfortable. No, Dude, I, I, love, oh, I love going to L.A. I appreciate the sights. Now, I, I roll around in California. I go, to the left over here, we got a fire. That's on fire over there. So that whole block material, Giannis. That is, is on fire. Material. Over here, those Mexicans right there, they're, they're working over there for less than a minimum wage. Over there, uh, there's water being piped in from another state. Over there, this place shouldn't be here. Well, none Dude. of us should be here. We stole the country, Giannis. I know. Well, what, what about New point. York? You're like, you can't do that in New York? I, I hang yeah. out with you in New York, Giannis. You're like, over here, I got shot. This is where that I saw happen. a homeless guy take a shit. And that you want to talk about illegal aliens? You don't have any of those in New York? That's why I got out of there, and that's why I'm living in New Hampshire now. Are they taking and your country away from you, man? They're taking my goddamn country, and you're not going to do it. I got myself a gun. I'm a gun owner. Come and get some. Anything comes up that hill, I'm shooting it. Yeah. There you go. There you yeah, go. dude. But sports, there's trust in sports, though. Like, Bill, I, I bought a gun. I bought a gun. I own a gun. I know. And you're so, you're, you got such a fucking diarrhea of the mouth. When you buy a gun, the last thing you do is go on the podcast and let people know that when they go in there at your house, that they need to be strapped to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just literally read your playbook, you dummy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Nobody knows where I live because I live in New Hampshire. So come get some. If you want some, come get some. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to stay. I'm, I'm in Brooklyn in the fucking thick of it, and there's a part of me that wants to go, but now I don't know. I may – There's. it's like should I go just go down with the ship? But that's stupid too, right, Bill? Because it's like that's, – That's what I'm doing in L.A. You're going down I'm with here, the ship. You're not going to move I, to Austin. I feel like everybody – like half of my friends 
at this point have either died, got canceled, or are now leaving LA. So I'm just feeling like, I feel like a fifth year senior in high school right now. Like, <laughs> like where did everybody go? So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a definitely, uh, definitely weird. Definitely weird. I've been fighting off uh, having the blues. Wouldn't quite yeah. call it depression, but I definitely have been fighting that type of shit off. So I've been trying to throw myself into other things. I got some socially distanced shows coming out. I'm how was fun. how was going to Dave Chappelle's thing? Oh man, it it was incredible, and um, heard you made a lot of money. Uh it, oh yeah, man, hand over fist. I bought the next town over from Dave. <laughs> um, I basically uh, no, dude, he fucking flew us all in. It was like a paid vacation, and then I got to do fucking, um, I got to do stand up, the way it used to be. Everybody's phones were locked. And there was this, oh my God, I can say whatever I want to say. And I don't right. have to deal with white chicks trying to end my fucking career or, or just the idea of it, um, which I'm really hoping <clears throat> the same way 90s clothes went out of style that when all of this is over, this whole um, sort of comedy um, what was that thing? Uh, McCarthyism that they're doing and the way people like uh, the, the, the amount of fucking comedians that are, are just co-signing on accusations when it's like it might have happened, might not have happened. And they're like trying to help take out these guys is uh, it was pretty eye opening. And then it's weird when you run into one of those comics and you know that they're the ones that will just go with what anything is said. And then they say hello to you and you just kind of look at them like, uh, hi, until somebody says 20 years ago, I sneezed on their fucking burrito or some shit. And then, then you're, I, it's like, I know who you are. I know what you're going <laughs> to do. So I, I, I just find the whole thing. It's just such a bizarre, bizarre fucking time, you know? Yeah. There's no and, comedy community now. It's yeah, like the, you, everyone's your no, potential there enemy. There is 95% of comics are not doing that. And um, I, I just really think it, it just says a lot to me about a person, you know, because a lot of the times, too, it's not just like, look, obviously, if somebody has like fucking, you know, 30 women coming out, okay, I know the person still didn't get a trial, but I mean, it's like, what the fuck? How did you get 30 people to all have roughly the same story? From all? Like, I get all of that, but like, my thing is, was when they then delve into it, my favorite thing is then you see them just slowly start criticizing the comedian's act and all of this shit. You start to be like, oh, wait a minute now. Let's, let's try to stay on, uh, let's try to keep it on the road here. Remember what you're outraged about. You're outraged about these uh, alleged victims. You're not outraged about how this person was getting more spots than you were at the fucking chuckle hut. So it's definitely... Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it seems like it so you just have to you just have to say hi back and because it's because it's you know air quote not worth it but I mean it's it's hard from for uh I don't know I mean I don't like to live my life not saying what I'm feeling so but it's it is it is what it is as they say isn't yeah. that you're Irish though isn't kind of that what you guys do German. isn't that y'all's deal I'm mostly German well I it know was you a German kid a like of, me a lot of movies about Irish people I don't know what Irish people are like because uh, I'm mixed with a bunch of different Euro white European shit. So I would, I would go to Ireland to find out what they're like. But, 
You know, I'm German, German and Irish. Irish. Yeah, you guys are you guys aren't as that effusive with your emotions. It's more more cerebral. I know, and you guys have big fat Greek weddings. I we also big... watch Hollywood movies about your fucking. You know, <laughs> did you not? You didn't. You didn't uh, educate yourself through library fees at the at the library and take a janitor job at Harvard to, just to be around those people, but scurry off when someone wants to know who did that equation on the wall. That's oh, not you. Boy. Oh, boy. First the L.A. fires and now a fucking Goodwill hunting reference. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going wild here today. Look, Bill, if you're depressed, when you come to do your show in Connecticut, can you please meet up with us? Because we are the cure for depression. No. We will fucking take you on a ferry ride. No. We will fucking set sail with you. We'll take you to some museums. We'll prance around, get some fucking Dude. ice cream, and get fucking cute, and drink some smoothies, and put a smile on that sour <laughs> face. I would do that in a second. But Giannis, I know you. After the smoothie and the sugar rush ends, I know, as, as Chris says, Yanni Long Days comes in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we call him Yanni Biden because he keeps forgetting what he's saying. <laughs> One of my favorite clips I saw of your show, which I absolutely fucking love. I think you guys are superstars, man. People watching this, you got to check these guys out. Um, I was watching uh, this clip. <laughs> Some guy talking about COVID. And he was talking about the things, bad things that were happening. And Giannis was just stoking the fires. The guy's like, well, you know, there's going to be hospital beds filled. There's going to be blah, 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 blah. And then Giannis just goes, rioting in the streets. And the guy's like, rioting in the streets. And I literally, I swiped past it. It's like, I don't want to fucking listen to this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hate avoid, that I'm right so much. I avoid... Um, uh, that train of thought because I know how I'm wired and I'm paranoid and I, I can't listen to that shit the same way. Like I avoid a lot of discussions with parents when they, they get into that hysteria. Like, have you got your kid into a private school yet? You got to do this. Are they doing puzzles? If they're not doing puzzles, people are saying, blah, blah, blah. I just fucking, I just walk away. So yeah. Giannis, yeah. Same with I, me. I would go on the ride. I'd get the smoothie. I'd give, I'd give Chrissy the nod, and then I would slowly just back away. And I don't even give a shit what subway line it was on and which way it was going. I'd go down those stairs, and I would get on it, and then just I, you, I would get away from you. Yeah, well, if you don't think we're going to make you take a, a sip with the straw and yell cute while you do it. I yeah, we're going to do it. Coming. Yeah. And if you don't think we're going to secretly film it and put it on patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys, <laughs> you got another thing coming. <laughs> it's about the content, baby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's it, Billy. Uh, you got another thing coming. It's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, thank you. I yeah, man. It. You got another thing coming. That's a fucking old school. That ended every, if this guy thinks, it's basically if this guy thinks he's going to be doing exactly what I'm letting him get away with, he's got another thing coming. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's thinking that because you're letting him do that. That's, that's basically yeah. that, 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 uh, the phony tough talk after the fact when I was a kid. Um, Bill, I got a, I got a daughter coming. Uh, she's doing the, uh, beginning of October. Any tips for me? Um, no, man. It's other than it's it's kind of a great thing that it's 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 happening during the pandemic is great because you won't be going on the road or anything. You can be there for everything. Uh, having a kid is one of the few things that lives up to the hype. It's 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 great. I would just my only advice is is really be careful who you listen to when it comes to other parents. Because uh, anybody can have a kid. And I've just sort of found that if parents have a kid older than yours, they think they know everything. 
and whatever their kid's doing, you're going to do. So what I learned from that is I'm not going to give you any advice because what do I know? I've only been doing it for a couple of years. So I just, I'm really happy for you and you're going to have a great time. And like I said, just watch out. You know, if you feel your heart rate coming up, talking to somebody, just get away from, that includes fucking doctors too. You'll take them, oh, this baby's underweight. This baby's overweight. They don't take into consideration the build of your family, yeah, genetics and, and all of that type of shit. Like, you know, it's, it's just. They're also sponsored too. Like doctors, I don't, you know, it's like doc, a lot of doctors, like those companies, d- drugs and these vaccines, that they're all sponsoring. They're paying them, they're giving them kickbacks. So you have to just be, you have to do your own research. And now with the internet, it's like, I just do all my own research as much as I can try to work collaboratively with the pediatrician. But I'm also like, yeah, I'm not just going to give my kid this medication if her fucking test is coming up negative for strep throat, but you just want to give her the antibiotics anyway. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. We've got to yeah. believe in but our I mean, immune I system. Definitely, I definitely got my kid like all the vaccinations. Like, oh, yeah, I no, I did too. I'm saying like antibiotics or different things where it's like some of that stuff is not always necessary. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an ugly game. It's an ugly, it's an ugly, game. ugly game, that, baby. I heard that when they bring their new drugs there, they have good-looking people bring it to the doctors, and the doctors get a little bump. You know, of course. They bring a little, they bring a little hottie in there. Of course. It sells, guys. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Yes, it's Big does. time. Yeah. Big time. Which is Absolutely. why you guys are so successful. I mean, we're, we're a couple of cute kids, without a doubt. Without a doubt. When are you we guys going to do your, your gay straight show podcast <laughs> live? At, uh, at one of the local gay clubs. That's actually a good look. We have the largest transgendered fan base of any podcast that has been absolutely looked into and researched. We're number one. We have we the most trans fans. Yep. So <laughs> that's a great idea to perform for that very important subset of our fan base. Yeah. We would actually have a fucking great show at a gay But why club. can't we just say that now? Like, I, uh, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I fucking feel like I'm trans today. What, like, like, am I a bad person now? If I'm like, hey, today I feel trans and that's what I want to go with. But then tomorrow I don't. Are you shaming me by telling me, hey, yesterday you wanted to be trans and today you don't? Like, I just feel like everything's a fucking free-for-all now on what you can and can't say. It's like, yeah, you know what? Today with Bill Burr, I wanted to go trans and that's, I felt right. And maybe tomorrow I won't. No? Listen, no, nobody's saying you can't go trans. I don't know. I didn't know where that came from. Well, all right. Well, I, I got, I'm going to go cut my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he just doesn't want to do it while his father's alive. He's waiting for his father to pass. And yeah. then I think he's going full Chrissy. Well, that's the thing, dude. I, and also the problem is you got your, your protruding brow is going to be tough yeah, to take. I've never been able to take a good look inside, if I'm really being honest with myself on who, the, who I am as a man and my, my sexuality is because my dad's still alive and he just, there's something, it's a block. But when he dies, I may come right out. I yeah. don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, you make a can, beautiful, handsome man, but as a woman, it's a little scary. Huh? They can shave that brow down. If they, yeah. can, they, they can, fix if they can make people's, like if they got the big lantern jaw, if they can fix that. They, they can, I, got that I got that Frankenstein thing too. Yeah. No, I'm actually, I'm, I know I, I, I'm not gay. I know I'm not gay. And late, I haven't had sex with, with anyone in five, four, five months. And that feels good too. I realized like, you know, I was just a sexually, sexual sex maniac Bill, for a the, while, but the, now the, I'm better. The ladies love this kid big time. Big I've heard time. the stories. The stories made yeah. it all the way out here. Yeah. I mean, I mean big, big time. 
He was in demand. Here's the thing. Chris says that he falls in love with men. He has sex with women. Now, we couldn't wait to get on this podcast because you seem like a real comfortable person to talk to, this, to, talk to about this. <laughs> what do you think? You, what's his like perspective? I didn't see you mugging at Chris when you said that. Like, <laughs> no, because you're kind, of a flu- you're, you're, you're kind of a fluid guy. You're not really a, you're fluid. So it's like, what does that mean that Chris likes to, he falls in love with men, but he has sex with women. What's your take on that as an open-minded kid from Boston? I'm going to get Why yelled at. Why are you going to drag Boston into it? I knew I was going to get yelled at because I wanted to get yelled at. I want to get scolded. I got a fetish for it. Um, what does that mean? Well, I'm not a sex therapist. I don't know. That could mean anything from his unresolved issues with his dad all the way to like he's getting like, I, I think just, you know, I got to be honest. I just think they stick everything in a box. It's like either you're an addict, you're not, you're gay, right. you're straight. Right. You fucking, uh, I don't know what else. I ran you know out what of though? You know, you, you know, like drug addicts find each other. Sex addicts find each other too. I noticed that. And I went and I, when I, I went to like two meetings to like, you know, like try to go through it and talk about it. And I noticed it's Isn't all it dangerous to have all you guys in the same room. You just didn't all start fucking on the table. <laughs> yeah. Just all. No, it's not. It's weird. It's not like that. It, I would thought that that's what it was going to be, but it's really not like that at all. Yeah. No, I just went, I started fucking cranking. Cause my it monkey. must be like a lot of good looking people in there. Right. If you have, no, it sex. wasn't, it wasn't, there was, there was one guy who was like 85 years old. Then there was, uh, there was one person who was uh, transgender. Uh, there was a couple of girls in there. It was mostly guys. And then, and, uh, and yeah, it's weird because it's like, we just, we all, it was all, it was always empty sex on both sides. Like I would imagine like, you know, people who go do coke or fucking are addicted to crack or whatever. They just do it. And then that's it. And then it's like, ugh, get away from me. But it's been nice for the past few months to be like, ugh, have some clarity on. I didn't realize yeah. how much my mind was being clouded by just trying to chase pussy all the time. So yeah, you think now you're full. It takes up a yeah. lot of time. And Giannis, thank you for once again, perpetuating the myth that all racism in this country exists in the South and in Boston. Did you say that? Did I say that? He kind of did. He goes, you open-minded Boston guy. It's just- Oh, oh yeah. I meant that in the sort of a way that you, you're, you're a guy's guy, Bill. For sure, you're a guy's guy. You're, you're projecting. It's your you're own not insecurity. A- I'm not a guy's guy. I, I look like a fucking uh, pumpkin. Yeah, I'm not a guy's and please- guy. Let's just I'm not be careful. The Marlboro man, the Marlboro man, the, the guy's guy has jet black hair or brown hair, a strong fucking jaw. He has pigment. I mean, that that's that's Hollywood's guy's guy. All right. Yeah, but I mean, if I came to you with a problem and it wasn't like a real, real problem, but I just needed to talk to my emotions about my emotions, I think there's a chance you would tell me to just suck it up and and work Once harder. Again, well, yeah. I mean, listen. There's there's who I am and who you think I am. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's I'm gonna. No matter what, Bill, I'm the one who's gonna get yelled at after this fucking episode. So because last time I chimed in and you guys were arguing, he was fucking screaming at me. So I don't know what to say now. I was just. Take, I'm on the fucking other I Greek think, side. I want to do start doing a podcast with this Greek. Who's the the, the producer kid? Yeah, fucking Mark Philippoussis. Yeah. You can well if you can keep your feelings professional. I think you guys could do a lot of stuff in this. I can't keep my feelings professional with that fucking beautiful hair. That kid's got a a head of beautiful hair and it's 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 pulled back and it's turning me on and he's a greek kid so for me and him it's quite natural you guys you don't have that in your culture as much as we do but look i'm not saying i'm a gay kid but if i went to if i went to jail i'd be i'd be pretty good at it 
Giannis, you're an American and you're from New York City. So just yeah. stop with all the fucking old country horseshit. You you are 100% of this country. You're out of this soil. That that's that's what you are. I am. I am. I yeah. I am. You're searching for I'm, an identity. And I can tell you right now, you don't get that fat eating Greek food. <laughs> <laughs> can you, you see that eating, you are eating American poison? That is what you are eating. Yeah, yeah you, dude, I gotta you got get my. Nice, oh man, you got you got maybe a D cup going there. Yeah, coming to I the mean, stage, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling them it's gonna get it's it. I could go one of two ways. When the baby's born, either something will kick in, his genetic coding will kick in and say, "I gotta lose the weight for this baby and and do this and that," or it's just he's gonna be so exhausted, especially those first couple of years. That I mean, we get into a real. I mean, I'm talking about a 400 pound situation <laughs> where I'm just gonna fucking slap bacon off his tits. On the Patreon all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've Giannis got real. definitely has the potential to become a big boy. You see him. He's, he's one of those in shape guys, but you can also see, you can see the fatty within. I'm going breakfast yeah. club on you now. Yeah. I mean, ask Verzi how I eat. He actually says he's actually cannot believe that I have not blown out fully by the way I eat. He's actually said that I sometimes put on displays that rival like Bobby Kelly displays of yeah. eating. And I'll tell and you, he, yeah. fucking Verzi can throw down. He can. Yeah. And, he can, and not only that, that guy can throw down whenever you want. Early, late, doesn't, you know, double up, little double header. That guy can, he can, that guy can throw down. He can. I'm smoking sticks every day, by the way, since this pandemic. You think that's a problem? I am so envious of that. Although I have found, though, when you do it every day, like you so burn out your taste buds, then you're just doing it to be doing it. So I try to, uh, I try to like go like two weeks. But I got to tell you, man, the anticipation after two weeks is just, it's tremendous. When you kind of do it day in and day out. When I went out, when I went out and did Chappelle's, I just said, fuck it. And I brought like four or five with me, you know, had the little nubs for during the day. Like one of my favorite things to do on the road is to do laundry. I just hate coming home with like fucking dirty underwear and socks and all that shit. So Dude, only the hall of only the hall of fame white guys are going to Dave Chappelle's camp. You, CK, John Stewart, you got to be hall of fame white. If you want to get invited to Chappelle's, yeah. not middle of road white ain't getting that fucking call, babe. It's the big league whites. And listen, we deserve it. Yeah. I'm not mad at for it. It's like, yeah, what the fuck? I get it. What did I ever do for you? Yeah, I think Adam Ray went. He's Hall of Fame too. Adam Ray, yeah, Adam Hall, of Ray Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you, Adam Ray. I did. I did a roast. You would have loved this, Giannis. I did a roast of Big Poppy. Um, nice. In Boston. Uh, and Adam Ray was on it. And, dude, he hired a makeup person. And he came out in character as this guy, like, 20 years older than him. Bald, wearing, like, a Yankees jersey. And he came up as a Yankee fan and just trashed the fucking Red Sox, all of their fans, and all of Boston. He fucking murdered. We loved it. We love it. was like, we got 27, you fucking cocksuckers. And everything that he said, everything that you would say to me that would get me going to argue, he said, but it was hilarious because it was at a roast and everybody just knew that that's what it was. And, um, dude, I'm telling you, I have like, and he also was on, um, 
uh, Joe McIntyre's show, Return of the Mac, and he crushed it on that. He's a super, super talented guy. Dude, I filmed, I hosted this show once. It was called Off the Bat. It was like on MTV2, but it was Major League Baseball's attempt to make baseball like young and cool and whatever. And Big Poppy was the producer. And we were in, this is fuck, we were, it was me, a camera guy, and Big Poppy. And he we stops the interview in the back of his SUV. He stops the interview and he gets on the, he's like, guys, please turn the cameras off. Gets on the phone with his agent. And it was when the Red Sox wouldn't sign him to a, a one-year deal to be the highest paid DH in the league. And he says, I've had enough of this shit. He's telling his agent right in front of all of us. It's like, I had a fuck enough of this shit. He said, if they don't give me the deal I want in one hour, he said, call Brian Cashman and I'm signing with the Yankees. He said this in front of us all. I remember you told me the story. He yeah, said, true so, story. Dude, I, te I'm texted, I text my father. I'm like, Dad, biggest oh, news. You guys can't, you can't keep your mouth shut. It's a true story. No, listen, because I text my dad. I'm like, biggest fucking news of all time. I said, Dad, I think Poppy's coming to the Yanks. Going to be big, big news. I'll explain when I get home. So then I forget I even texted my father. My dad just takes me at my word. Of course, they, Brian, they, that call never happens. Red, big Poppy becomes the highest paid DH in the league. They, Red Sox win the World Series that year. I get a call from my stepmother the next day. Uh, I get a call from my stepmother maybe a day or two later. She goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, your father just put $5,000 on the Yankees to win the World Series because he said Big Poppy's going to be their DH, but I saw he's on the Red Sox. <laughs> Yankees came in third in the AL East that year, and I got yelled at by my stepmom almost every day of the season. Every time the Yankees lost, she was like, really? This is what you do to us, Christopher? Exactly. All right, I got I to do, do a little advertising right here. Uh, Thanks for having us, Bill. Appreciate it. Soon. Um, your Yankees, by the way, you win the Dodgers are favorite. Odds on favorite to win the World Series, and we both know how that's going to go. Yeah, don't tell my father that because I'll lose another 5K. We both know the Dodgers can't. They can't swing that leg over the fence. They can't get over the hump. All right. They I'll cannot. talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Uh, Giannis Papas, Christy. Do you have any uh, stand updates? Can you say that Yes. It cut out. If it wouldn't freeze. If it wouldn't freeze. Do you have any stand updates that you want to? Uh, yes. Yeah, we historyhyenas.com. Um, we could check out all our stand updates there. I, I'm on the road October 8th to the 11th um, in uh, Delaware, Scranton, PA, Pittsburgh, PA, and Cape Cod, Massachusetts with Andrew Santino. And then uh, October 23rd, I got a live streaming show at 8 p.m. anywhere in the world, any state, any city, live streaming for an hour, uh, October 23rd, ChrisDComedy.com for tickets. Yeah, and I'll be at the Stress Factory, my only show before my daughter's born, October 1st to the 3rd in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, you can get tickets, GiannisPappasComedy.com. And please go check out my special, Blowing the Light, on YouTube. Uh, it's free. Enjoy it, hopefully. And, uh, of course, uh, just follow us, History yeah. Hyenas. History Hyenas, and also Patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys, where we go really uncensored behind the paywall, and it's comedy like the old days, as Bill was saying, where we go out of our fucking minds. Patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys. Yeah, pre-white pre chick influence on stand-up. Um, there you go. There you go. All right, guys, thank you so much. I hope to see you soon when this shit is over. Thanks, yeah, Bill. Thanks, Bill. If you're over here, man, hit us up. All right, sorry about the background change. Just was having uh, a little, whatever you call it, glitch here. All right, look who's here, everybody. Hymns. 66% uh, of men start losing their hair by age 35. Um, once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. 
Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Solution for hymns.com, a one stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one which you have hair. Prescription solutions backed by science. Hymns was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier to have online than in person. No more awkward in person. Uh, my hair's falling out, my dick doesn't work, none of that shit, right? Uh, you can do it online, answer a few quick questions, a medical professional will review, and they'll determine if it's right for you. And then they can prescribe you medications to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund, and right now, my listeners, can get their first visit free and go uh, by going to forhims.com slash bird, B-U-R-R-E-D. That's forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash bird. Uh, okay, full refund of price paid available for first 90 days supply refund request uh, must be made between 90 and 180 days after the product shipment is delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's for hymns.com slash bird. Um, all right. Simply safe, everyone. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer, Simply Safe. Simply Safe got everything you need to promote your home with, your non, with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. Uh, it's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, uh, window and door tailored specifically for your home. Uh, professional monitoring keep, keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's any emergency. Uh, you can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them to be. No technician required, and there's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, no fine print. Um, all this starts at just at fi just just 15 bucks a month. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafeburr.com. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. That's simplysafeburr.com. And uh, what do we got here? Oh, CBDMD. CBD. Uh, this is for all the people out there, man, with joint pain. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD. I uh, have an amazing duo of topical products that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze uh, with menthol is an award-winning product that off offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. I use this shit. This stuff is great. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica, and, and vitamin B6 to give you support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier uh, to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD is off, has to offer, they're offering all my listeners 20% off your next order at cbdmd.com. When you use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout, once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code BURR for 20% off your purchase 
of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. Hola, mi amigos. Donde es un perro de la mesa? Sorry, I'm back into the fucking Rosetta Stone Spanish. What's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's the Monday morning podcast for uh, September 2. Doce uno cero. I've been listening to. Uh, oh, by the way, before I get before I before I get going, um, today's show is brought to you by audible.com slash bill. Is that what I'm supposed to say? No, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audible.com slash bill for your free audio book download. All right. Would you like to go to a party with an ascot on and sound like you're well read even if you don't read? Does reading make you sleepy? But for some reason, somebody else's voices in your head reading a book makes you feel like you're being held? Well, I have the solution for you. Go to audible.com slash bill and get your free audio download book. Ahora! When you listen to Spanish radio, right? Whatever you call it, Latino, Puerto Rican, whatever you're supposed to, uh, mira, mira, whatever the fuck you're supposed to say, you know, you're just trying to pick up words, right? So all I do now, is I just listen to the, uh, you know, AM radio, of course, you know. White people are on, are on FM, Latinos, and, like, fucking psychopolitical people in sports are all on AM radio, religious people. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just on FM radio and you're going up and down the dial and whatever, like, you're living in a completely different universe. If you switch over... To AM radio, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know, you, you can literally listen to like some game in Alaska. In Alaska, you can, next channel, there's somebody talking about Jesus. And, and then Jesus said to the Episcopalians in John 3.65, you know, that um, gay people are all going to hell, whatever the fuck they're talking about, right? And then you get over to the Spanish station and you try to fucking listen. You're supposed to immerse yourself in the language. And uh, it's starting to happen. I can actually hear different words. I don't know what the fuck they mean, but it's slowly but surely happening. And I don't know what the fuck they're talking about unless it's like a word like that's just totally like the English word with like an O at the end. Muy importanto. And you're like, very important. <laughs> But always in the end, always in the end, when they give out the phone number, I know what they're saying. Uno, ocho, cero, cero, cuatro, cinco, cuatro, doce, tres, uno. Um, anyways, and they say, they say pero a lot, pero, ahora, that's now, ahora. Let's get down to brass tacks. This is the Monday Morning Podcast, Mi Amigos and Mi Amigas. Um... I got a lot of shit going on, you know? You know what's weird? The last few weeks when I do the podcast, I do it downstairs. My fucking dog looks like it got shot with a tranquilizer gun. Just fucking lays here, mocking. You know, you know I, I literally, I feel like I'm bombing because in reality, the dog is my only audience. And, you know, I'm going to take a fucking picture of her right now. You know what? And we're going to upload it. I've never shown you guys a picture. You know what's great about this? You guys have never seen what my dog looks like, and now I'm going to send you a picture. 
And all the dog people are like, oh, my God, yeah, he's finally going to do it. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to see her face. It's going to be like People magazine when they used to try to get a picture of uh, – when they used to try to get a picture of, like, Paul Stanley from KISS. You know, that yet another horrific group from Detroit. What is wrong with white music from Detroit? They got the black shit down so well. Motown, all those guys, right through Marvin Gaye, who I guess was a Motown artist. But um, but Jesus Christ, their white music, other than Eminem, that is a fucking mess out there, huh? The Bay City Rollers, remember them? They used to sing about Saturday nights, little Coke spoons hanging around, twisted up in their chest hair. Wasn't that their gig? Um... Who else? Ted Nugent. Catch, scratch, fever. What up, boo? Right? Throw him on the fucking trash heap. Um, Kiss. Who else is from there? Kid Rock. You know? You should melt all of those people down and then fucking reform them into maybe like a, a coffee house musician. <laughs> You know, Bill, you got a lot of fucking nerve, man. How many fucking albums you sold? Oh, go fuck yourself. I got a goddamn hour to fill here. Okay? Kid Rock always walking around with no shirt on and a Budweiser. We get it. You're down to earth. Oh, was there paparazzi here as I stepped out of my limo with my Bud Tall? Did your publicist fucking open that for you? There you go, Bill. Trash somebody who was relevant in 99. All right. Have you ever been relevant, Bill? See that? That's, that's why I, I like to think that I'm even-handed. Because as I trash other people, I also trash myself. Don't I? Maybe not. Um, anyways, let's shut off the fucking goddamn camera. You know what I keep playing on my iPhone? I keep playing Ice Rage. You guys play that hockey game? I play at the hottest level. And I had this motherfucker be like, I just refuse to play any other level at this point other than the hardest level. And I, at this point, I am one in about 260. That's my record. And the only time I won the first time was because I did this bitch move where I got two goals right in the beginning and then won another faceoff and then just fucking skated with the puck for like a minute, killing the clock, just skating around, getting chased by that little motherfucker, right? So yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to beat this dude fair and square. And... um. Singing Sweet Home Alabama in the morning. Who downloaded that? I mean, gee, how many fucking hit songs do you got to fucking slam together? And then you get a hit song out of it. It doesn't fucking make any sense. You know, you got the whole, the, uh, ooh, werewolves of London. You're coming out of the gate with that. Bum, 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 doo, boo, 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 right? Hey, we just swiped a hit song. What do you think? I don't think that's enough. Why don't we swipe another one and we'll put that in the chorus? Singing in Sweet Home Alabama, Cheryl Crow's tits. Um, isn't that what happened? She put her tits in the camera, and then they—that you know what it is? That's that, that I think is actually a product of everybody stealing music, and there's no more music stores. So this is, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I owe Kid Rock an apology. Like this is what these. This is the level. Of fucking hoops this dude has to jump through in in order to have a fucking hit record. 
How do you get your music out? That's the amazing thing about Lady Gaga, right? The new queen, uh, queen of uh, the gay community. You know, they always love chicks like that who play like dress up and wear crazy hats, you know, pulled down over their beak noses. I don't know what it is, but gay people, they can't get enough of, of chicks like that, right? <laughs> but I was sitting there looking at Lady Gaga going, what the fuck is she doing? And now, now I get it. There's no, there's no radio. That's another uh, Spanish word for you. It's not radio. You just roll the uh, radio. See, now I'm speaking Spanish. Now I'm back to English. Look at me. Huh? I'm fucking crossing you over in a verbal way. Breaking your fucking ankles. Um, I'm such a douche this week. All right? So don't even send me emails about what a douche I am because I'm completely aware of it. Okay? I don't know if that makes me more of a douche or more tolerable, but I'm just letting you know where it's at. Didn't even move. Didn't even fucking move. You know, I get her to move. All I go is, do you want to? And there goes the tail. Cleo, do you want to? Fucking dog's like, yeah, I want to. I don't have a fucking driver's license. I can't open the front door. You know? Maybe my dog isn't happy. Maybe it's fucking depressed. Hey, what's the point, man? All I'm going to do is walk in another room with nothing to do. I'm just going to lay here all day. Um, the fuck was I talking about? I was on a nice roll there. Oh, yeah. There's no fucking, there's no radio. There's no fucking MTV doesn't play videos anymore. Nobody buys your music. How the fuck do you get your music out there? You got to put on a meat dress. So then all that guy, that guy there, there with his little sippy cup on that paparazzi show will be like, did you say this today? She had on a fucking meat dress. Ah, that's not making the show. Um, anyways, people. You know what? I'm going to start actually. Uh, am I going to use audible.com slash bill? Can I use it? Audible.com slash bill. Can I go use that? And then fucking. What books would I get? You know, when I when I used to read. When I was 27 and I thought I was going to be smart. I started reading books thinking it would make me more likely to get a blowjob. But it never fucking happened. Because um, I looked like Ron Howard when I was 27. Um, so anyways, now I'm 44. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> if I was going to have uh, books read to me, I would do the, the Irvin Welsh series. You know, because I'm a big fan of that, that fucking, what is it, Cockney accent, fucking Irish spring, let me cut into some soap with a with a shank accent. And there was a bunch of words in there that I kind of figured out, because he literally writes it how they say it. <coughs> and uh, maybe if I, you know, I wonder if they actually have, like, somebody, you know, who's if you're going to do the Irvin Welsh series of books on audible.com slash bill. Trying to fill my contractual obligations with these people. I'm trying to say it as many times as humanly. I actually like these guys. You know, <clears throat> considering there's no more, there's no more bookstores anymore. These guys are actually picking up the slack. Right. I like Audible.com/slash/bill. You know what I don't like? I, I'm I'm not doing the pro flowers thing anymore. Okay. I like those guys, but I like them on Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Other than that, I can't sit here with any sort of good conscience and try and sell you guys flowers in the beginning of fucking September. What are you going to get somebody flowers for fucking Labor Day? You know? 
Unless you accidentally ran over somebody's foot on September 1st, there's no fucking reason to get anybody some flowers. Well, what if they have a date? Oh, go fuck yourselves. You know, then I got to fill out all this bullshit to, to get fucking $17. It's not even worth it to me. All right? So Pro Flowers, if you're listening, I will see you in February. Um, anyways, <clears throat> this is like reverse good business. So anyways, what the fuck am I talking about? Did anybody watch any college football? How great is it that football's back? Did anybody get suckered into that uh, Michigan-Alabama game like I did? I had the fucking fellas over, you know. My woman, my piece of property is um, – she'd kill me if I ever said that – is fucking uh, – she's out of town. So what am I going to do? There's only two options. Either I get some hookers and I cheat on her or I have the fellas come over and I fucking get hammered. I chose the latter. Look at me. I'm still fucking – I just can't drink like I used to, man. I picked up a cigar habit, you know? Oh. Anyways. So, yeah, number eight, Michigan, versus fucking number two, Alabama. And in my head, I'm going, why is Michigan number eight? How are they number eight? They sucked last year. What happened? Who did they get? Did, did a couple of fucking beasts from Penn State? You know, but you're, even then, you're only allowed to sign one. What the fuck happened? How are these guys number eight? And about, I don't know, when Alabama was up like 21 nothing or something, like right in the beginning of the second quarter, that's when I figured it out. Oh, they weren't number eight. They just made them number eight. So I would tune in and invite my fucking friends over like an asshole. We watched like seven minutes of that game. And then that was it. We were downstairs fucking hanging out at the grill. <clears throat> you know, I took out my climbing rope because everybody, oh, you climb a rope. I can fucking do that. And people are drunk trying to go up and down the rope. You know, back in the day, that would be funny to me. And all, in the, all I'm thinking in my head the whole time is somebody's going to fall and they're going to break their hip and then I'm going to get sued. All right? And that's what it means to become old. You know, when you're young, when your friends fall down, you can just laugh. When you're old, there's, some, there's somebody has to pay for it. <laughs> there's a liability. Ah, Jesus Christ. Why didn't I bet that game? I, maybe do, do I just know it because now the game's over? But if ever there was a fucking layup, everybody. What about Denard Robinson, dude? He's so, he's so fucking. He's fucking SEC fast, and now he's playing an SEC team. Okay. Which means you regular motherfucker. He just became another fucking quarterback, and that was it. He actually made a couple of nice throws, but uh, I don't. I don't know. Bunch of fucking people all in that goddamn stadium. Who, honestly, who the fuck would buy flowers in September? You know what I mean? Why are we selling flowers? That's that corporate mentality. You, why don't you just make all your money on on fucking Valentine's Day, and then you make the rest of your money, the back end, the back nine, you make on Mother's Day, and you call it a year. And go sit on your fucking boat, you know? Well, what if... What if we just created this need for flowers 12 months out of the year? What if you just left them in the ground and you let them continue to produce oxygen for us? Why don't you do that instead of ripping them out of the fucking ground every goddamn day now? Oh, Jesus, I am on a fucking tear here. Um, <clears throat> you know what it is? No, Bill, what is it? I am uh, 
I'm getting geared up. I'm doing six straight fucking weeks on the road. Six straight. My my year is basically over. Summer's over. The summer's over. I'm going on the road. I'm coming to you with dick jokes and a closing shit joke. And that's it for you. By the time you realize you got fucked over, I'll have your money in my wallet. I'm fucking doing, I'm fucking doing the white trash tour. What do you mean by the white trash? The white trash tour. Listen to the cities that I am going to. This week, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. Okay, and unless you have kids and you want to go visit a giant fucking mouse with a struggling actor inside of it, there's no fucking reason to go there. If you're some whore and you want to go blow Tiger Woods, I guess that's another reason to go there. I don't know. Why else would you go to Orlando to buy some bait? You know, so I'm going there first. And then next week, I'm going to be in Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We didn't realize the Civil War had ended. Um, I'm going there, going to the Comedy Zone. And uh, then I go to New York City. Oh, I'm standing next to a bunch of shit. That must mean I'm successful too, right? Let's get a slice. I'm going there. And then the week after that, I go to Jacksonville, Florida. This is how bad Jacksonville is. People in Jacksonville go to Orlando to vacation. All right? <laughs> Jacksonville Jacksonville is another one of those cities that if it started to – if there was a flood, you know, you think you had it bad in New Orleans. If If – Jacksonville literally fell into the sea. I think it would take at least, I would say, 36 hours before like that, like, that news actually hit the national airwaves. You know, 36 hours after an entire metropolis fell into the ocean, somebody would finally come on TV and be like, uh, we have a uh, developing story, something going on in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Is that in the southeastern? Northeastern. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. The northeastern part of the state. Like, no one even fucking know. What goes on in Jacksonville? You had a USFL team back in the day, right? The Florida Gators and the fucking Georgia Bulldogs play there once a year. And everybody comes to town. They drink their beer and they fuck your women. You know? And they drive out, and then that's it. It becomes quiet again. A couple of tumbleweeds blow across. You know? You got the Jaguars. That's actually pretty amazing. You know? For a city to get a professional franchise when they have no other professional franchises. Like, as late in the game as Jacksonville got a fucking team. You know what I mean? Like, take, uh, let's say Portland. Portland, Oregon. They got a basketball team. I could see them maybe getting a baseball team. You know, hey, they got a basketball team. They're showing up for that. Let's fucking try this, right? Jacksonville had nothing. Nada. Zero. Zilch. They had nothing. The Florida Gators and Georgia Bulldogs play there because it's some neutral shit in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like a musical. 
You know what I mean? Like when they have like uh, the two gangs are going to fight before they do. They're going to walk in a circle snapping their fingers, right? Their stupid fucking jeans rolled up for some unknown reason. Other than probably the sexuality of most of the guys in the play. (laughs) Is this how tough guys do it? Um, anyways, so that's what I'm doing. And then after that, I go to Cincinnati, Ohio. In Cincinnati, Ohio, that's one of those zombie cities. There's all these great, hardworking people right up until 4.59 in the afternoon. And right at 5, it's like the Fred Flintstone. They all slide down the brontosaurus, get in their goddamn cars, and they vacate the city. And then all that is left is drug addicts, unbelievably poor people and the comedian working at the club walking. That's what's walking down the street at five Oh one as the sun starts to go down. You know what I mean? You start, you know, it's probably the same feeling like, you know, that zebra has. And that, that split second where in is, is peripheral when every, the whole herd scattered and you don't know why. And you start to feel the breath of an alligator and you're like, ah, fuck. I guess it's me today, right? Jesus, Bill, is Cincinnati that bad? You know what? Go visit it. Go visit it. I mean, did I even mention any dates? Jesus, what the fuck? What kind of way is that to sell a goddamn tour? That was like reverse rock singer right there, where fucking rock singers would go out there and be like, let me tell you something, Jacksonville. We've done a lot of cities on this tour, but I got to tell you, and I think the fellas behind me will agree. When it comes to crowds, right, just fucking jerking them off. The reason why I'm excited to go to these cities, I just want to see what the fuck people do in these cities. I've already been to Orlando. I know what that. That's just a bunch of fucking strip malls, those Adobe structures. You know, the excitement out there. You want to go to Five Guys Burgers and Fries? You want to go down there? You been there? They make the best goddamn burgers. You know, they probably all look down on Disney World. You know, bunch of fucking posers. Like, that's how you're like, you're a rebel in Orlando is you trash Disney World. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Why, why would you continue this way? You know what it is? It's not going to be the show's. It's not going to be the people that come up to me after the shows and say something mildly racist, you know. It's not going to be that. It's it's going to be the getting on and getting off of fucking airplanes. Oh, Jesus. This is like the tampon fucking minstrel cramp fucking podcast right now. Shouldn't I feel lucky that I have this amount of work, you know, when all those glass workers got laid off recently out there in Dayton, Ohio? Then they just closed down the glass factory. You know they're not going to make glasses in this country anymore, anywhere. They're all going to be made in the Philippines. I saw the whole thing on uh, 60 Minutes. Did you guys watch the last episode of Breaking Bad? Did anybody see it? There's a bunch of fucking psychos right now covering their ears. I I, I can't recommend that show enough. It's not because old Twinkle Toes got in a couple of episodes here. It's just... It's the most unbelievable fucking show I've ever seen. They just keep they just keep twisting it tighter and tighter and tighter. And every time you think you can breathe, 
you know, because some problem got fucking solved. Something else comes along and it's even fucking worse. Unreal. I'm not going to say anything that ha- I probably shouldn't even brought it up because there's probably half the fucking people who listen to this aren't even listening right now for fear that, you know. I was going to give away something from the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. All right. This is the Monday morning podcast, everybody. If you're new to this show. Um, welcome. Welcome aboard. If you live in any of the cities I just trashed, uh, I stand by that. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. No, I know what, I, I know what I'm going to do in Charlotte. Charlotte, I'm going to go visit uh, Streetside Customs. I'm going to go check out the old cars there. That's what I'm going to do there. New York City, come on, it's New York, I'll be fine. Orlando, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. I tried to find some college football, I, something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to walk from the air-conditioned comedy condo to the club and then go back. But I'm actually excited to be there because I've never done that one. Well, let, let's, let's try to put a little positive shine on this fucking white trash tour here. And uh, Jacksonville. Um, there's got to be some redneck shit going on. There's got to be some sort of rattlesnake roundup, you know, some sort of gun show. You know, two rednecks with their trucks chained together trying to drive in different directions. Whoever ends up with the other guy's differential wins. You know, can I go to something like that? Is there fucking something for me to do there? But actually, uh, when I'm in Charlotte, I'm going to go to the Panthers game, Carolina Panthers game. And when I'm in Jacksonville, I'm going to go to a fucking Jaguars game. And when I go to Cincinnati, I'm going to a Bengals game. See that? That's how I do the fucking road. That's how that's how I do it. Pointing at himself with a thumb. Um, all right. Here we go. Let's let's get let's get this out of let's get some stuff out of the way here. E voice everybody. This is like this is taking off like wildfire. You know that, Cleo? I know you're just laying there with not a fucking excited bone in your body, but I'm telling you, E voice. E voice is uh is 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 killing it. And you're probably saying, Hey Bill, what is uh what is E voice? E voice is basically your mobile phone at work. Okay? You can get all kinds of different phone numbers. Uh, oh, I always forget the word. Virtual. Virtual phone numbers. Like, wouldn't it be great if you could give some guy, some guy coming up to you and he wants to buy your widgets, right? And you want to give him your phone number, but you don't want to give him your real phone number, right? But you don't want to have 20 cell phones. All right? With eVoice, you can have a whole bunch of different phone numbers all ring on your cell phone, but nobody really knows your number. All they know is those other ones, right? Did that make sense? Did I just get lost in the math of that? Um, it basically it creates a way that you can uh, actually make it seem like you have an office building in the beginning when you really don't. They got music on hold. They have professional voiceover people to be like, hola, donde es le something or other, right? Uh, whatever. English accent, whatever you want. They're going to make you sound professional. Like this is probably the best way that I can think if you're starting off a business or if you already have them, but if you're starting a business, taking that crucial step to get yourself out of that cubicle and make your <laughs> dreams come true today <laughs> is, to, is to get like, – you got to have some sort of infrastructure going. Okay, but that costs money. You know what I mean? Usually it costs you a bunch of money, but with eVoice, it's not going to cost you a bunch of money. 
You just sign up for the stuff and you're good to go. Uh, one of the great eVoice uh, features is music on hold. Makes your business seem more professional as eVoice will treat your clients and customers to music on hold. You can even set up eVoice to run a promotional advertisement for your company while you're on hold instead of the music. eVoice also has the call recording feature, which is perfect for doctors, lawyers, real estate agents, hiring managers, and any other professionals uh, discussing contracts. You can do conference calls with up to 95 people. You know, in case you're in some sort of worldwide drug cartel meeting. I don't know what you need 95 people for. But just in case you do, eVoice is there for when you have your 95-person, can you dig it, uh, conference call. Um, It's easy to use. You just press 2 to start and 2 to stop. Perfect if you're driving and can't write something important down. eVoice makes your life easier. And seem more professional. For a free six-month trial, go to www.evoice.com slash Bill Burr. Uh, once again, www.evoice.com slash Bill Burr. Or go to the banner ad on my podcast page at BillBurr.com. Um, I really hope you guys start utilizing this. And uh, no BS, I've been getting some great feedback from people out there, from listeners who are trying to start their own business. This is the perfect thing. You know? And if you're starting a business... Do you want to pay taxes like a regular lunch pail Larry? I don't think you do. Wouldn't it be great if you could get incorporated for a very low amount of money? Well, let me tell you this. At LegalZoom, um, you probably heard about LegalZoom, but I'm telling you about them right now. you got to check them out. These guys are phenomenal. Um, if you've been waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business, it's right now. Incorporate your business or form an LLC at LegalZoom.com starting at just 99 bucks. I paid 1500 to do this when I went through a lawyer. Um, and if you have a family, guess what? You need to make sure that they're protected too. You can protect your family and assets with a LegalZoom will for just uh, $69. In the past 12 years, over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom for LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks, and more. This is the way, you, this is the way to go. All right. And if you get too confused, they even have attorneys that will help you out uh, if you need it through their legal plans. Um, start your business and protect your family at LegalZoom.com. You could also get a special discount from listening to this podcast. Make sure you enter Burr in the referral box. That's B-U-R-R at the checkout for more savings. LegalZoom is not a law firm, and self-help services are provided at your direction. In other words, if you need help, ask for it. All right. So back to the podcast here. Hey, you know what? I want to buy a pegboard. Hanging that up in my garage. I'm basically starting my own little gym here. It's all body weight. I got a climbing rope. I got a dip station pull-up thing, and then I get that pegboard, right? And I go, I'll be able to go up and down it with my skinny little legs hanging off it because I'm not doing any squats. You know what I want to do is uh, a buddy of mine was telling me uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast, he's got this whole uh, those kettlebell workout. I heard his listeners are going nuts getting all jacked doing that. I want to do it. So if anybody knows what podcast – of Rogan's I Gotta Listen To, um, where he basically breaks it down. And then I'll do my cheap-ass version of it when I'm on the road by basically going out and buying two grapefruits and putting them in plastic bags. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, it's the same principles. Um, Advice. Uh, All right, Bill. Boner problems. Oh, Jesus Christ. There we go. Dear Bill, I'm approaching my 27th birthday. And in the past couple of weeks, I've had some issues with getting erect. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Instead of getting wood, having sex, or looking at porn, I now have to fiddle with myself just to get hard. I don't know if this is due to mild 
dude, this is so fucking beyond. This is a Dr. Drew question. All right. So don't listen to me, but I got to make this funny, dude. All right. So fast forward this because I don't want to add to your psychological problems. Um, I don't know if this is due to mild uh, depression caused by stress, being overweight, or I'm just getting old and this is how I'm going to be. I am overweight, but since April, I've been steadily losing weight and exercising. Good for you. I do have mild depression. I know where you're coming from. I got it, too. And I've had bouts of erectile dysfunction in the past, but they usually don't last more than a few days. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I would say don't rub one out for a couple of days, you know, and then stand on your back porch with your junk hanging out. And I imagine the first time the wind blows, I think you'll be in the game. That's my advice. And it's off to Chicago and let's win. the. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like I, I would, I would seek some sort of professional help. See if you got a circulation problem. Um, but I think the biggest thing you're doing which is great is you're losing weight because, uh, you know, you eat too many fucking Cinnabons, it, it clogs up the plumbing. And I know that because I don't have a medical degree. Um, ignoring girlfriend's past. Bill, I am an Aussie with a beautiful girlfriend. Oh, speaking of Australians, I'm going to Sydney in, uh, in October. You see what I just did there? This guy's, you know, actually, he basically started a conversation with, with me and I just interrupted him. I'm being that douche at the party right now. But I actually, you, you guys have seen, did you see that video where the fucking little Aussie bullies punching the fat-headed fucking kid who I like outweighs him by 80 pounds? And finally the, the, the kid getting bullied just can't take it anymore and he just picks this kid up and I can't even, like lifts him up basically a little above his head. And if he just dropped him there, that would have been amazing. But he like fucking... It was like he was wringing out a mat is how he threw this kid down to the fucking ground, like shaking out a beach towel, except it was this kid's ragdoll body. Like his, the kid's whole body did the fucking worm, and except when he came back he just, from like six feet in the air and he slammed this kid on the ground. I couldn't believe this kid's legs still worked. It was fucking awesome. But now they got like they have like it's become this entire like mini series. They interviewed the kid who got bullied, and then they interviewed the kid who did the bullying. And it's funny, the bully's crying, and he's trying to say that the fatty fucking was hitting him first, which is total bullshit, because if you look at the fat kid, which I really shouldn't be saying, but, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, I only have so many minutes here in the podcast. The husky kid. The fucking kid punches him in the face, and he just stands there with his hands down to his side. He can tell... You know, if he was walking around hitting people, his whole body language would have been different. I didn't believe the, the little mosquito-looking kid. But um, – and then – so they interview both of them, and then they have the two of them interviewing each other. And I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever laughed so fucking hard in my entire life. Not because I think it's right or I think it's funny. I just fucking – there's just something about it. It just took me back to my childhood. Just how fucking mean kids are. They'd be like, well, what, what was like? What was it like when, 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 when you went to school? Like, what was some of, what was some of the things the kids used to call you? I know this is a brutal fucking Aussie accent, um, but he'd be like, oh, you know, they call me, uh, they call me fatty, and <laughs> and with every mean name, I'm laughing my ass off. 
It literally gets to the point where the kid said he was suicidal. And I've been through all of that. I've been through all of it. And I actually sat there laughing my ass off watching it. And I'm asking you guys, why am I laughing? I don't find it funny. I feel bad for the kid. But with the meaner the detail is, the harder I fucking laugh. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's like some sort of like uh, fallout from trauma, where after a while you just like it just becomes funny. There's like nothing. What else are you gonna do? Like I remember like every fucking movie I go to see. I know I've told these stories a zillion times, but this it, this actually fits in it. Like I remember when I saw Sling Blade. And when that country singer, Dwight Yoakam, when he zoomed the guy in the wheelchair out of the house, why don't you go home and practice, Randy? And he get the fuck out of my house. And he fucking zoomed that guy in the wheelchair, and the guy in the wheelchair, like, did, like, the whiplash thing and went through the front door. Like, the people who were watching the movie around were either quiet or gasping, and I was roaring, laughing. And not that I think that's, like... It's, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so wrong. It's it's funny. I, I'm probably coming off like a maniac. I did that one time. I, we were flying over to fucking one of those magical kingdoms over there in Europe where they got a Starbucks next to a fucking castle, you know? And uh, I was sitting in the aisle. Nia's in the middle seat. And then there was some girl on the window. And, uh, yes, I was flying coach. <laughs> Um, to go do the funny bone in fucking Afghanistan. And uh, I was watching a movie on a laptop, and I was laughing so hard at one point. I was fucking wheezing. And it was one of those deals where I'm laughing so hard, people around me are laughing just at how hard I'm laughing. Like the girl on the window was laughing at how hard I was laughing. And I was laughing so hard that I woke Nia up. And Nia woke up and immediately was like laughing, like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And then she leaned over, you know, because you can't see in the computer screen. She leaned over and saw that I was watching uh, Precious. And, um, you know, she starts punching me in the arm, which made it even funnier. And then the girl by the window found it even funnier. I totally got lost in that fucking story. I don't even know what point I'm trying to make. Like, I'm, I'm trying to ask you, why do I find shit like that hilarious? You know, like whenever I watch The Biggest Loser... And they'll be like, you know, so how do you feel about yourself? You're, you're fucking Zeppelin you, you know? And the guy will be like, well, you know, I have my good days and I have my bad days. And, uh, and then his voice cracks and his fucking forehead wrinkles up and he just starts fucking crying like a baby. I, 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 can't, I, don't, I fucking laugh. I laugh like I'm watching Stripes. Intervention. You know? Intervention when the family starts reading their letters of pain to the fucking degenerate drug addict and uh, they start fucking crying. I, I immediately, I just start roaring laughing. Like it's the funny, like I get more laughs out of that than if I was watching one of those sitcoms with the good looking people in the couch. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um. Anyways. Let's get on with the podcast here. Oh, Australia, the Australia guy, right? Um, if anybody knows what that is, if there's actually anybody with any st- – well, why, look, I was just going to say if there's some sort of psychologist listening to this shit, like, as if I deserve 
professional opinion after you guys listen to my fucking moron opinion every week. Whatever. If you're a plumber, I'd like to hear what you think. All right. Ignoring girlfriend's uh, past. Bill, I'm an Aussie with a beautiful girlfriend. How the hell do I stop picturing her getting nailed by guys she's dated before me? I'm torturing myself with these thoughts. We have great sex and everything. Yeah. How do you think she got that way, to use the dice clay line? From banging all those other people, sir. Um, From what I understand, it's something no one likes to think about. (laughs) Dude, I'm just breaking your balls. All right? Look, if you love this girl... You just you got to get past the fact that she sucked other dicks, you know, probably enjoyed it. No, I'm, I'm just fucking with you now. Um, <laughs> that was me. How do you get past it? Um, I never think about it. I just look at I look at women like uh, you just picked up a fucking free agent. That's got, you know, good fucking career stats here. That shows that they can get the job done. You know, they can perform in October. You know what I mean? Just look at it like that way. It's like the Dodgers just picking up all those Red Sox. They got Gonzalez. You know, do you think that they cared that he fucking was playing baseball in some other town? They don't give a fuck. Just come in here and get the goddamn job done so we can win the championship. That's how you got to look at it. All right? If she shows up and she's clean, she doesn't have any good. What about you, sir? Next time she's fucking blowing you, thinking about think about all the fucking trolls at the truck stop that you left put put their mouths on you, and now she's down there. You know, there's not enough shampoo and conditioner to clean your dick past a certain fucking age, and that's the goddamn truth. And you don't say anything about that, right? As you put it inside of her, give me a fucking break. All right, sir, it is what it is. She's banged other people. You're going to have to get past it. And uh, I can guarantee you this. She probably hasn't been with remotely the amount of people that you have, not to mention some of the fucking complete tramps that, uh, you know what I mean? I like to think that women are a little more, uh, have a little more discretion. And my issues with women right now, it just kills me that I'm saying something pro-female because I know they're all fucking nodding. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, this is one way or the other. They're either really discretionary or they're just fucking whomping whores. That was a generalization. I apologize. Um, friends on Holy Wedding. Oh, dude, I was doing so great on this fucking podcast. I don't know. It's somewhere I lost the fucking momentum. I lost my mojo when I was talking about why I laugh you know, at people with the fucking crutches falling down a flight of stairs. I don't know why I got into that. Uh, friends, unholy wedding. Bill, I got a problem that I don't think I can go go to my friends with. A friend of mine is getting married. I've been good friends with the guy since we were five years old. We are now 23. He's getting married about a year from now. He has selected me to be the groomsman. All right, I'm guessing either you fucked his wife, future wife, or... She's banged, you know, 70 people or is fucking around on them. That's what I'm guessing. Um, or she's into the devil. One or the other. This has to be why this is an unholy wedding. All right. He's getting married about a year from now. Good. You got time. He, he is uh, selected. Sorry. Nia just was calling in. She's got to kill me. 
calling from another fucking country, and I just shut it off because I had to. I got to finish this fucking podcast. You're putting the podcast ahead of me. Yes. Um, he's getting married about a year from now. He has selected me to be a groomsman. This means I have to to pay for a flight to attend the wedding. Furthermore, his bachelor party is being you cheap motherfucker. This is what it's going to be about money. All right. This me. I fucking hate. Oh. Hang on a second. The lovely Nia, everybody. Nia. Hey, listen, I'm doing the podcast. Can I call you right back? Say hello to the podcast listeners. Hi, podcast listeners. Tally ho. I'll talk to you later. See that? She had a fucking hard day, and I'm not there for her. What a piece of shit. All right, let's get back to tightwad here. And I have to buy a tuxedo, you know, uh, or rent one. Uh, this means I have to pay for a flight to attend the wedding. Furthermore, his bachelor party is being held in Las Vegas, and I would also have to pay for this flight as well as other expenses of a bachelor party. Normally, this wouldn't be an issue. I'm a college student, and saving the approximately $1,000 this would cost would be st- uh, would be stressful, but it would be worth it. To see one of my greatest friends get married. Okay, so you're not a cheap fuck. You're just having money problems. However, my friend has often lied to and cheated on his fiance. Oh! I didn't see that one coming. Why didn't I guess that? There you go. There's a whole new fucking... Jesus. Uh, I'm not judging him. I, dis- I disapprove of how he treats her. This guy's actually a good shit. And I actually called him a piece of... Whatever. I judge you on your first couple of sentences. What are you going to do? He goes, I disapprove of how he treats her, but I don't get myself involved. He sleeps around and hides from her the fact that he smokes pot and drinks heavily on a daily basis. I don't know how she hasn't noticed. She's probably because she's a sweetheart. Sweethearts always end up with fucking dicks like this. She's never smoked or cheated uh, as far as you know. I don't understand why he doesn't find a different relationship, but again, I don't get myself involved. The problem is I can't imagine this marriage will last very long, and I don't want to pay $1,000 for a sham marriage at a time when $1,000 is like the lottery to me. I'm actually offended that he's asked me to do all of this for the wedding and thus spend all this money. I cannot imagine asking any of my friends to throw away that much money on something I didn't give a fuck about. Should I decline to attend the wedding? Any advice would be appreciated. Uh, I don't know if I can go to our other friends with this one. Um, <clears throat> all right. There's, as always, there's a million different ways you can play this. There's two options, three options. All right. One, you just fucking bite your tongue and you just go to the goddamn wedding. And think that, all right, even though it's going to fucking blow up, maybe he'll learn something from it. And then, uh, you know, by the time he's 30, he'll grow up and you guys can actually be friends again. Two, you fucking, did I say there was three? I already forgot the other one. So there's only going to be two here. (laughs) Oh, why do you guys listen to this? You know, you know why? Because it makes you feel better, doesn't it? It should. Good. I, I feel like I'm serving a purpose now. Um, just sit the guy down and be like, dude, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, what's up? What the fuck are you doing? 
Uh, what do you what do you what, what do you mean? What am I doing? I mean, what the? F- why are you getting married? Because <laughs> I love her. Where is this going, dude? You're fucking everything that moves. I walk slower when I'm around you. That's how much shit that you're fucking. Do you understand me? Do you understand where I'm coming from? And you're asking me to go out. She doesn't know your booze. She doesn't know that you smoke weed. You know, I, this is a thousand bucks. If you were actually, you know, this is like me flying to go see the fucking, uh, I don't know, go see the Padres versus the fucking Colorado Rockies. What is the fucking point? You know? You're, you're, you're a piece of shit. This marriage isn't going to last. And what's worse is you're doing it in front of me, and then I, I got to sit there and have a conversation. You know, I got to figure out what part of her face I'm going to look at because I can't look at her in the eye. You're dragging me into it. Ah, Jesus, this is bad advice. I mean, you got to at least don't say it that way. Just be like, listen, I don't have $1,000. I just don't have it to go to the marriage and then it, you know, to go to the wedding. Start with that, and then if he gives you shit, just say, oh, that's your other option. Just say, listen, I just don't have the money. And you bite your tongue and you look the other way so you don't see them the train wreck that's going to happen. That's the option. Or you can just come clean and just say, listen, dude, I love you to death. You're my buddy. But what you're doing here, this is wrong. <clears throat> All right? You're not being fair to her. You're not being fair to me. And yeah, you're fucking... You're screwing yourself in the long run. So if this is what you want to do, go do it, but I don't want to be a part of it. All right? Yeah. So my guess is uh, your best fucking option as far as like the least amount of drama is to uh, – and mental trauma for yourself is to do the one I threw there in the middle where you just say, listen, I just don't have the money. Dude, I can't believe I'm supposed to be your bro, bro. It's my wedding, dude. I can't believe – dude, I can't believe you're fucking everything that moves and you fucking smoke weed and you booze every day and this girl doesn't even know. How about that? And you're acting like you're not doing it even to fucking me and you expect me to stand there. You understand that? You understand that I realize that you're fucking everything that moves right now and you're going to go marry this girl? And I'm going to have to sit there and watch you toast this girl. I love you. You're the, uh, the, the blood that pumps through my heart. That bullshit. I got to sit there staring at my fucking lasagna. You know there's going to be lasagna. Anytime you got to cook for more than fucking ten people, they just make a big tray of that shit. We have a meat base. We have a vegetarian. Isn't that big fucking silver tray? All right. Here's the last one. Oh, this is a short podcast. 50 minutes. Satan, this person says, Bill, if Satan punishes the bad, doesn't that make him good? And that's from a lady. Um, Yeah, I don't get the math on that. Like most things when it comes to religion, it doesn't it doesn't add up. It's like. Satan was in heaven. Right? How the fuck does it go? Isn't it an Iron Maiden song? Can I just go listen to, like, Die With Your Boots On and I'll know how this story goes? I, I don't fuck. Or Judas Priest. You know? Point of entry or Screaming for Vengeance. Don't they have a song about it? 
whatever. Satan was basically, you know, he was like the Zildjian brothers before they had a fight and then one broke off and created Sabian, right? <clears throat> How about something a little more mainstream? It was like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, right, when they were having a little circle jerk around a fucking TRS-80 or whatever the fuck they were doing in their little fort, you know? playing Dungeons and Dragons, playing poker for each other's loafers, whatever the fuck they did, and then they went their separate ways. Whatever. Satan was in the club, but he wanted to run shit. What did he do? The fuck did the guy do again? Somehow he pissed off God. Oh, I know. He tried to take over. He tried to take God's position. And God was like, oh, no, you didn't, right? And then cast him into this fucking pit of fire that never goes out. But somehow Satan is such a bad motherfucker that he sits in the flames and adapted. You know what I mean? Like somebody back in the day that had bronchitis, so they'd send him out to the desert to fucking dry out like that was going to cure you. He actually got cured to the point now Satan's down there and is just chilling. Oh, look who got up. Oh, Cleo, get over here. Now you got to itch fucking for nine hours. Um, yeah, so now he, he's down there like fucking, uh, you know, Lucky Luciano hanging out at the fucking Flamingo. And then you go down there. You go down, you basically live your life the way he wanted you to. And then you show up at the club and then he's mad at you and then kicks the shit out of you. It doesn't make any sense. And technically, he's then punishing you for doing what he did. Is it like uh, like that's like the mailroom, like God's mailroom? So he's sitting there sort, sorting envelopes like he's still working for God. I don't I really don't know how it works. I actually went to church this week. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I went there, and the second I walk in, I just can't, like, I, I don't buy into any of it. I went with uh, I went with Nia's mom. We went to church. And uh, what I try to do when I go in there is go above all of it and try to, like, you know, connect with something like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. You know, try to connect with something else other than what they're saying. Like, literally, what they're preaching, it's like, I, I you know. You guys had the holy wars. You had the fucking Inquisition. I mean, you you fucking. You know, when Jewish people after World War Two were trying to get their shit back, like the amount of stuff that went into the Vatican. I mean, you were down with the Nazis. Like, how is this play? Like, how did Penn State lose all those victories? Right. Lost all those victories. And what happened to the Catholic Church? You know, I've, I've talked about this a zillion fucking times. They have broken on a global level every major fucking commandment that there is. And they just sit there. Holy, holy, holy. Fucking tell me how to live my life. Um, yeah, I just don't buy into it. And then the money basket came around. I'm like, I'm not giving these motherfuckers shit. 
And I was with Nia's mom, and I was like, ah, I don't want to be an asshole in front of her. So I threw five bucks in there. Five bucks. I just paid five dollars for the fucking defense attorney in a pedophile case. Kind of telling me I'm not going to hell right then for being so goddamn stupid. Yeah, it was. Uh, then they had the guy, they had the, this Irish tenor guy who was singing all the songs, keep in mind it. And he would do like this big conducting thing. He was like totally fucking into it to get the crowd going, right? He had this awful suit on that didn't fit him, you know? Looks like he ate donuts and shit. And they, and the guy, and the, the preacher gave him a fucking shout out. He goes, this week, uh, we would like to extend a congratulation to uh, that guy over there who can't fit into his sport coat for 20 years of singing songs here in this church. And I want to say here's to another 50 years here at this church. Everybody clapped. And it's like he's going to be dead in 50. We're all going to be – I'll be dead. In 50, well, maybe not, right? 94. Hey, what's the deal with dentures? Um <laughs> That's going to be a sad fucking day. Me fucking wheeling my ass onto the stage. Fucking at 94 years old. You know, somebody with a Jetsons haircut interviewing me before the show. Do you still enjoy it? Do you still enjoy Every night that I can get out there and, and bring a smile to people's faces. Um, fucking sitting there instead of like bottled water backstage i'll have like vital organs being grown to be inserted in me before i go out there that's like the level of uh that won't be available to me dick cheney will have that shit he'll still be walking around um anyways what the fuck was i just talking about oh yeah for another 50 years he's gonna be dead look at him he's like 40 pounds over fucking weight He's sliding into 50 at about 90 miles an hour without a helmet on. The way this guy's fucking eating. He's not, he's not going to make it. He probably has some fucking horrific collection of porn. He's not wearing a wedding ring. This fucking, he's sweaty. Like, what is he doing? This guy's sad. He has no fucking life. I feel bad for him. Let's get him a haircut. Get him a gym membership. And how about we make the last seven years of his fucking life enjoyable? How about that? Why don't we go out and get a harlot for this guy? You know? The physical equivalent to a dozen donuts. He'll be able to relate. You know? I'm not even saying any of that's true, people. That's just what was going through my head when I was there. There was some guy in the pew. I hate that word, pew. um, In front of me. And he just looked like an evil motherfucker. You know, he was balding. He was like in his, uh, he was like pushing 60. He was tan. He had fucking balding, but he still was dyeing his hair jet black. And he had a pinky ring and a bracelet on. Right there. Pinky ring and a bracelet. You're a dishonest motherfucker. All right? Unless you're a chick. If you're a guy and you're wearing that, you know, that Dr. Vinny Bumbat's fucking outfit, that's it. You're a piece of shit. And he just, I don't know, he looked over me, peace be with you. I want to be like, fuck you. Now, what do you mean? What You know what it's for. Whatever the fuck you did since last Sunday with your pinky ring and your bracelet. I think, Jesus Christ, I think I was just sitting there judging people. You know, they had altar girls, you know. 
instead of the altar boys, just to keep the priests honest, you know, which I thought was brilliant. That's a brilliant way to keep them away from little boys is to let girls do it because they were all girls. There was no boys there. What else can I trash about it? I can't even remember. You know, I, I, he gave the homily, and I didn't remember one fucking thing that he said. He wasn't mic'd well. I couldn't understand what he was saying. I don't know. That was, my, that was my little trip to fucking church. But I went. But I went, and I actually saw the confessionals. And I was thinking, Jesus, the shit that I have to get off my chest. And then, but then I always think, like, what the fuck do I want to tell this guy? Why do I got to go in there, tell it to you, and then it goes, then you run it up the fucking line? You know? Fucking weirdo. You just want to hear all the bad shit that I did? Because you're not allowed to go out and fucking bang abroad? Ah, Jesus, Bill. You're just, you're, just, you're just going over old fucking points you've already made. We get it. Oh, geez, you don't like this shit. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's conclude here. Let's let's try to bring this around to something positive. All right. Um, let's start with uh, video games. Video games. Why don't you like them? Video games. See that? I always come up with like a jingle for everybody. Uh, Amazon.com. No, that's the wrong one. Gamefly.com, ba- everybody. Did I almost say baby? Gamefly.com, baby. Um, all right. Would you like to play 8,000 video games? Get a two-week free trial? Huh? A $23 value? Jesus Christ. That's what it costs? 23 bucks? It's, it's almost free anyways, and they're giving it to you for free. Let me tell you something. If I played video games, I would go to Gamefly.com. I would go to www.gamefly.com slash burr or click on the banner ad on my podcast page and get a free trial, and I would enjoy 8,000 video games for two weeks. And you know what i do after two weeks? I'd give them 23 bucks. For a membership. And I put on my virtual glasses and I would go to another world and I would kill the bad things. Right? And when I couldn't do it, I would get frustrated. And then I would go online and I'd find the cheats and I'd get all the weapons and I would finish the game in 20 minutes. It would make me feel good. Right? Then I would yell out at other people because I would feel guilty. Um, anyways, yeah, gamefly.com slash burr. Go on there. Get all the video games. You, that you could f- possibly ever want. Stack them all up around your face, and you won't have to deal with the world anymore. All right, Amazon.com. Would you like to help out this podcast and support the troops? Um, go to BillBird.com. Click on the banner ad. Anytime you're going to buy something on Amazon, just do that. Click on the banner ad, the Amazon banner ad on my podcast page. It'll bring you directly to Amazon.com. You don't have to do anything else. Go out there. Go buy yourself a ladle, whatever the hell you're looking for, a pegboard, possibly like what I'm going to buy later on after this podcast. And um, they kick me a percentage of whatever, you know, people buy, and then I take a percentage of that. I, I Basically, I'm kicking an overall 10%, as I say every week, of the advertising money that I make, and I send it over to the Wounded Warriors Project. It's a great damn thing, and uh, why not? After this last hour of filth and all the horrible things that I've said, it's nice that I can bring it around to this, this uh, nice little moment here, you know? Holy, holy, holy. All right, that's the fucking podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Um, That's it. That's the podcast for this week. Please come out and see me at the first stop on the White Trash Tour. Um, 
in at the uh, where the hell am I going to be? I'm going to be at the Improv in Orlando, Florida. Would you like the exact dates? You want me to hold your hand through this whole thing? I know where Orlando is, but when am I supposed to be there? Oh, this fucking computer. Come on. Orlando Improv, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. It says September 7th and 8th. Is that true? I thought I was there for three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when I'm there. Comedy Zone Charlotte, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. And I'll see you at the game on Sunday. Um, oh, by the way, if anybody has any ideas of some shit that I can go to, a gun store, something that's going to fucking be a cool thing to do in any of these cities, for the love of God, let me know, because God knows the Travel Channel never comes to your towns. Caroline's, the makeup date from July. I'm going to be there September 20, 21, 22, and 23. And I will be there with the Teen Idol sensation from the Opie and Anthony program, the one and only Joe, Joey Roses DeRosa. Okay, this is his farewell performance as a feature act. Okay, this is literally the end of an era. Um, I can't even say he's arguably the greatest feature act of all time. He is the greatest feature act of all time. And uh, we want to thank him, all the headliners in this country, for his dedicated service in the uh, feature position for all of these years. Um, he stayed there longer than he had it than he had to. Kind of like a blue chip prospect in college sports who leaves after his freshman or sophomore year. Joe is like the Tim Duncan of feature acts. He did all four years. And this is his farewell performance. Um, of course, he's going to get even more dressed up than usual, uh, which usually is the one thing that if I could criticize him is the way he always outdresses me as a feature. But um, he always pulls back the, the reins on his talent, you know, because he chooses what's good for the show over what's good for Joey Roses. Okay, and that's why he's the, he's the greatest of all time. He did things in the feature position that have never been done before. And, uh, and in the opening, in the opening slot is Sean Patton, one of my favorite new comics out there. It's going to be a great show. All of us have drinking problems, so we'll be at the bar afterwards. Please come by and say hello. But don't overstay your welcome, if you know what I'm saying, right? Come by, little fucking high five. Get a picture with Joey Roses on his final performance and then move. Keep it moving, all right? Unless there's somebody there that's going to show us their tits. Okay, I think that that's reasonable. I think that's a nice little zone that we can exist in, can't we? Um, <laughs> then the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, I have never been here before. If this is literally carved into the side of a fucking barn right next to a check cashing store, it will not surprise me. I'm really looking forward to seeing what human beings look like. Like what, if, if you were going to say like Jacksonville, Florida. You know, you got A cities, you got B cities, C city. Like, where would you put that? You know what I mean? That was like the other day I was talking to, uh, I was talking to somebody. And we were talking about this guy who was dumb but wasn't mentally challenged. And I basically said, you know, he got the F brain is basically it. That was my way of saying that, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. He just got, you know, there's the A brain, the B brain. The C, like the A brain would be fucking, you know, Bill Gates and those types of guys, Einstein. You get, you get the deal, right? It's just like grading a paper. You get the F brain, you know, you failed. You failed at life. There's nothing technically wrong with your brain. Uh, you know what? It's like a car. 
You know, like when they had the Z28, but they also had like the Rally Sport with like a V6 engine and no air conditioning. You got the brain version of that. All right. So I'm going into a, a city. I wouldn't even when I say Jacksonville is an F. I wouldn't say an F. I would. Say it's a D. It's a fucking D. All right. And you people in Jacksonville, if you're fucking offended by this, come out to the show, and I will give you the floor. I will give you a a minute during my show to stand up like it's a town meeting, and I want you to defend your fucking city and tell me why it deserves a better grade than a D. All right? You can tell me why you're better than Tampa. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, to use that overly used expression, um, I'm going to be in all of these cities. So I'm not above them. You see that? That's me pretending like I'm being humble and down to earth right now. Hey, can I can I talk to you guys about that right now? Not being humble or pretending to be humble. Can uh, the fucking the amount of hacky shit that's on the internet, like on Twitter, that somebody comes up with something and everybody dives on it. You know, like when people do that. That that feeling when those tweets. You know what I mean? Like, why Why would you think when you're, like, the 90th fucking person to do it in the last minute that that's still fucking cool? The shaking my head. You know? Just a bunch of fucking hacks. And then they'll turn around and criticize movies and shit. You know? Or a guy like Kid Rock. What's wrong with people? <laughs> All right. Oh, full of shit. Uh, hypocritical Bill. That's it. I'm done. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great week. I know the podcast was a little late late today, but, uh, you know, it's a day off. Stop acting like you were in your cubicle. You weren't doing shit today, right? Football season starts. Who do you like? Jesus, I can't end this podcast. I got to tell you this. I have fucking issue with the quarterback of my team. All right? I saw something very disturbing. That started, to, you know, to start this season, and it had nothing to do with the horrific pass protection that I've seen in the preseason. It has to do with a particular quarterback on the cover of this magazine with a Doberman pincher, and the Doberman's growling, and he's also going like, ah, like the dog too, and uh, it's just, it's just not a good look. I remember there was a time when this particular individual said, you know, I'm not into commercials and that. I just want to win championships. And now I'm looking at this guy with his perfect teen idol stubble on the cover of the magazine as if he said, hey, I have a shoot on Tuesday. What day should I stop shaving? Um, I don't know. I'm hoping if I do this, this will be like the reverse jinx. Well, this will actually make him win a Super Bowl this year. Okay? Because... We won that thing last year and fucking choked it away, and it still bugs me. We had that fucking game won. We had it won, and we fucking choked it away. Actually, I can't say choked it away because that takes away from the Giants' victory. I'll say this is what it is. We had the opportunity to win the game and choked. They then had the opportunity to win the game and did not. They delivered. We did not. All right? So I don't know what the fuck we're on magazine covers for, growling with dogs for when we came in second. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't, you know, it's like back in the day when I used to watch Peyton Manning, you know, lose another fucking playoff game. And next thing you know, he's driving down the fucking street in a pacer waving at a camera. You know, 
with a Gillette razor in his hand. I don't fucking understand that. Really, Bill, with 20 minutes of fucking advertising on your podcast, you don't get it, you dumb cunt? All right, I'm out of here. See you.